Hello, how are you? I'm okay. Um, how was your? <laughs> now you, this is your first week uh, completely off. No pressure to tweet for an album. How was it? Well, it was. I did. I I had several sets last night. I did Jetpack, and ah. which is at Bar Lubitz, and yeah. then I have two sets. I have a set tonight at the Improv. Set tomorrow night at the Improv, and um, I have to say that. There is, there's the, there's the no pressure, but there's also the pressure of, I'm like, well, I don't have any material. I've been emptied out, except for the fact that no one has heard my material. Right. Feel free to do your material, Jackie. And so, um, I will say that, so I listened to the Thursday show and the Saturday show and I put time code together and I sent it off to the editor and I was supposed to get, uh, a draft of it yesterday. And he, he called me and he was like, actually, he said, it's almost done. And then what? moments later, oh he's like, uh, I don't understand the time code. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was almost done. My entire document was full of time code. And um, so that doesn't line up with his time code. I think, I think he thought I was using the Vimeo and I was using the, and I was, and there's two audio files. There's yeah. three sets of files, right? There's something oh. called stem files. I've never even heard of those. There's the mixed files, which are, and those are both audio, got those from 800 pound mm -hmm. gorilla. And then there's the Vimeo files, which is where the, were essentially the, the mixed video files. Right. That, um, and so I was like, I gave you clips from the audio files, um, the mixed audio files, which are just raw audio, right? It's not mastered or anything. It's just, yeah. it's just mixed because of different mics. And um, so hopefully I will get a draft tomorrow um, of whatever this, uh, of the special and the, and the, God and the damn. album. <laughs> Wait, because I can't. It took can't. you two days. What has taken me twenty months to do? Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, uh, your standards are possibly higher than mine, and <laughs> I literally I was know. just knocking it out, going, "This has to be done. I can't." And I am hoping, I am hoping that someone uh, will license it, the video. Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah, there are literally now, and this is going to sound bitter and jealous. Go, and, go for it. I and please, I have to tell you something. Subscribe to this pop <laughs> podcast, and we don't give them enough. Go. There's not enough of. Uh, there are so many specials being handed out right now that um, the fact that they did not approach me and you, and mm -hmm. uh, prior to this, uh, is criminal. Is genuinely. I am so angry yes. and so mad and so sad about it that uh, I have had to literally meditate and go, that's not why you do stand-up. You don't do stand-up for the parade. You do stand-up because you want to do the thing and because you want to make people laugh. 
I get to do both of those things. So, uh, but the, quite honestly, getting to that sentence that I just said took, uh, it was, I literally, I had a temper tantrum this morning. I'm not even kidding. I had a temper tantrum Saturday morning, July 31st, 2021, yeah. Jackie Cation went alone into a room. And, yeah. and bawled and did some pillow work and was real mad, and real sad. So, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think I did it. I think I went, I, I went nuts on Twitter last year when Rob Schneider's special was announced on Netflix. I believe that's when I went insane. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, and if you look at all the things that are being given to comics, it's being given to women. It's being given to everybody. Yeah. But yeah. what's the one thing that makes you and me a little different? What would that be? Over five? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Because I've been they, doing comedy for too long. And I maybe, I, mm -hmm. I, I just don't like, yeah. hey, we've got really good bits locked and loaded. You know, right. what the fuck? And, and I felt that's when I looked at all the lists and I'm seeing them all, you know, Comedy Central, yeah. HBO, Netflix, all of these different places are doing it. I'm like, you shouldn't, I kept saying, you shouldn't be mad. Look at all those women. Look at all those people of color. Look at all these different, uh, they're not all straight white guys. Yeah. Look what they're doing. Look, they're doing great work. You have just uh, pointed at something out that I was like, now I can actually be mad again. Because it, <laughs> <laughs> there's no one over 40 at all. So, uh, yeah. or, yeah. or if they're over 40, which I don't even, I don't see even see if they're already uh, famous known quantities that you can't deny. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you know, established. It's really, really frustrating because during the time when the industry was picking the three women it was going to go all in on, uh, <laughs> we weren't one of the three, but we're still here and we're still good writers. And I would argue better writers than we've ever been. Sure. And our stuff's better than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. But no one even, there's not even a question. There's not even yeah. an issue available. Right. I, don't, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It's genuinely, it's, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's we're, truly annoying. Obvious? I don't get it. Is it, is, are we just what? We're just, uh, we're, we do it for a oh. hobby. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone else counts. Their, 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 uh, career counts and we're like, oh, they're still doing it. That's so cute. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels a little bit like that. And I think the reality is that the execs are the 35 year olds that were sitting on deck that yeah. are psyched about the, that are psyched about the new 35 year olds. Right. And that's their idea of an old person. I know, they, yeah. they feel old. Yeah. The, I remember when we were 35 and we felt kind of do you, like dated. Yeah. Yes. Do you see all the comics that are in their thirties talking about feeling old? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I, for a, I remember that. Yeah. And he, I'm like, Oh, you guys are, you're so yeah. wrong. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're, you're saying you feel old on TV. Guess what? When you're actually old and not allowed on TV, you'll feel <laughs> fucking old. Okay. Right. And it is a great line from It's a Wonderful Life. Youth is wasted on the young. Yes. Anyway, just yes. kiss her. Anyway, yeah. the uh, but yeah, it's it's it it is <clears throat> it is slightly 
It was, it was because I am feeling better and I'm sure it'll come back. But, uh, I was just so, I was so mad and so sad about it. Be- but this will be, <clears throat> plus I was looking at, pardon my, my, I have a sinus infection. That's what I've got, by the way. I thought a lot of people are having the worst colds they've ever had right now. Well, we're also slightly out in the world. So, uh, but the, uh, so I was looking at how some of the new, the ones that are out were shot Mm -hmm. like this guy, um, his, his new special and it looks really good. And I was looking at mine and mine doesn't look like it's shot like that. You know, there's not enough. But he has like overheads and yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. There's more overheads. And I didn't know. Cause I don't know. You know, Jackie, you gotta have overheads on in comedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just right. I'm going to need a yeah. drone to zoom in. Like I'm in the grand Canyon. Yeah, and you then you'll hear you, the punchline. You pull wide on the setup and then the drone comes into your mouth on the punchline. That's <laughs> and they're just like, Oh, she got her tooth fixed, but not the ones on the bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, oh no, you're there now. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Good morning. Oh, what a yeah. Exactly. Egg. Oh my god. It was a bad morning. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I will say that because uh, I've had a bad week. Like you know, because it's it has been a kind of an exhausting week for me. Yeah. Because you come to off of something like this, right? Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody. It's I'm sure it happens in every career. But you come off of something big that you've planned and you've overthought and then it's the crash. Yeah. You're like, you're like, uh, this went really well. I'm really proud of it. I'm psyched. Now what? You know, it isn't even out yet. Nobody's even had a chance to look at it or, or do anything with it. But me, I'm like all over, you know, whatever. So, um, Uh, now I'm mad because (laughs) Because I was just thinking like, you know, what, what is, what are, what, what is valued in this industry, right? Like, I'm just, I'm, I don't care to skate on this, but I'm just putting this out there. If a 35 year old comic was trending on Twitter because they were tweeting about their mom dying, like I was in the, I noticed it, of course, on the day my mom died. I'm like, Jesus Christ, my name (laughs) is on the right hand column of Twitter. I'm getting DMs from Preet Bharara, from Lynn Manuel Miranda, from Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Yep. You and I have material on it. Mm-hmm. You don't think that 35 year old would have some sort of TV presence right now? Yeah. Yeah. I At just, least a 10, 12 minute set on Netflix. Yeah. yeah? Cause I they're doing, they're doing half hours and they're also doing 10, 10 minute sets on <sighs> comedy central. And it is, it is <laughs> genuinely infuriating. And you are literally the only person I can talk to you about this. <laughs> right. <Honestly. laughs> right. Right. And it's um, right. And it, and it feels like I'm bitching and I am bitching. Yes. Be- yes. And it's, uh, and it's just, it doesn't, there's no, I get it. I get it. Show business. There's no fair in, in, in show business. Show business isn't fair. The fair is held in Pomona. That's what I was told when I moved here. Oh, uh, oh that my God. person needs to be assaulted. <laughs> and you know I'm against assault. I, I, I have a long record of not being pro assault. Be, that right, right. <laughs> yeah. So in better news, uh, I did my first set last night where I didn't try to go to the 
where I was just like, try the two new bits. Sure. And so I tried the two new bits and I came up with a couple of new punchlines, a couple of new, uh, new angles that aren't new, you know, just sort of, you know, it's this bit that I've been work that I, that, that I want to work on. And I realized that it references other stories that I've told, but have never done on stage. Mm -hmm. So it is now a real piece of work. And now it is a real, uh, a real bit with some hope. And, uh, I'm on, I think I'm on the 1030 show tonight. Uh, Where? At, at the, the improv? improv? Oh, yeah. cool. So last night I'm at Jetpack. So I went to Dynasty before oh. just, to, just to hang out because it was Maria and Beth Stelling. Oh, cool. Uh, chatting on each other. And uh, I wanted to oh, see. They were it. doing a, like a podcast or a. It was some sort of. Uh, there was some was sort of dialogue. JFL? I don't think so. Oh. Maybe. I don't know what the hell I, it was I, for. JFL kind of took over Dynasty this week. Uh, oh, maybe I did, a, I did a set on the alternate, but go ahead. And, but yeah. I'll talk, and then I'll talk mine. Well, I didn't get to stay or go in. The COVID co protocols were so intense, right? That the guy who was showing me around, what just a new door guy, he was like, he, he I saw him look around really fast. And he goes, "We have to leave. We have to go." <laughs> and I was like, I was clearly like one too many persons backstage, right. and so I was like. Oh, I could totally fuck off right now. Let's go. Yeah. And so I left and then we were standing in the front. I was talking to Jamie for a second and uh, Jamie's like, do you want to do sets? And I was like, yes, I, uh, I've been slightly busy, but I totally want to do sets. And, uh, <laughs> I love when people do you, are you interested in performing comedy? <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. it, as it turns out, if you look at my history, very much. Did so. you, did you hear about this? That the Mex that, that really cool Mexican restaurant that was right next to the Hayworth. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make it. It didn't oh, make the COVID. Okay. So they bought it. They, yeah. No. Those guys bought it. It's Are they going to turn it into a giant green room for us? I think they're going to turn it into a, a restaurant kind of situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think I think it's going to be like sort of a a cool. Oh, like that's a big, cool. It because, has potential. So it's, it, because there's an alley between those two buildings. Yeah. So now they own the alley. So now it it will be. It will be a little more cooler and less like you're lurking and, yeah. you know, hiding uh, from trying to get adapters. into the green room of the Hayworth is I literally feel like I'm on a dungeon crawl and it I is, didn't yeah. bring rope. Uh, <laughs> it, it is an really... alley situation. I OK, so I brought I had a show on Tuesday night, which was oh. cool because I just finished doing like. 25 sets in in manhattan right and right so i felt shit felt tight right mm -hmm. and i had you know i had eliminated some like jokes that maybe fit into a longer set but are a little 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 weak on a 10 or 12 minutes that right okay and uh and uh so i was on the show with, and it was the day bob odenkirk uh who seems to be on the mend you know from yeah. all reports oh, but yeah, yeah. at that time he, he had just announced that he'd have been he collapsed on the set. So, and a lot of the people on the show, like Brian Pissane and Patton knew him pretty well. So they were sort of, you know, troubled to say the least. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was, I brought my son and uh, I brought, you know, because I'm a water polo mom now, I mm -hmm. have a chair a, a, that I bring everywhere, you know, that I can sit and watch and eat that. So I brought the chair for him to sit in the alley. So he wouldn't be in a green room. And mm -hmm. he just sat and drew his creatures on his iPad mm -hmm. while uh, we all went up and did shows. So that was that was kind of cool. And Maria and and uh, Scott were there and 
Who else was on the show? Andy Kindler uh, hosted Solomon Giorgio. Wow. It was oh, me, right, Solomon, right. and Andy in a row talking about death. <laughs> um yeah so that, that was like a j so it was a jfl show so it's available if you buy the past of jfl that all the, they've streamed everything right like you watch all the new faces they were also a dynasty and stuff and then um i guess they they wanted to release my set or all the sets on Sirius, you know and split the money the normal way and i said you could release the covid mom stuff just because it would hit now more than ever and people you know whatever yeah not the whole thing so i think it wasn't all or nothing but bruce was going to see if they'd just be interested in the covid stuff because you know i might improve it but it'll hit differently a year from now or 20 years from now when I actually get it on an album. <laughs> right. And the other stuff isn't finished, I feel like. So. The other stuff isn't finished, but here's the good news is that it will drive people to that album when it is finished. So if oh, it is sure, all or nothing, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if it is all or nothing, I would say do it just for the sound exchange money and then let the chips because I, of course, have written a new tag for one of my Actually. signature bits. It's, and does uh, it bring it all together finally? It almost, it will. It fucking oh. will. <laughs> oh no. It's so, it's the they, them joke. Yes. And uh, uh, so. We, we need, there needs to be technology and this is for comedians only that we get to go in and add shit to okay right and they they remain in in their same name and everything on Mm -hmm. itunes and whatever yeah oh yeah yeah ah you know that angle that's the angle in the chat oh boy so yeah yeah. so it's got all kinds of potential yeah there's a lot there it's gonna be great yeah (sighs) any minute now so uh (laughs) the i will say that um so I also, my August is mm-hmm. insane. I just picked up a shit ton. Okay, so this week, the 6th. Hey, guess what? Online comedy is back, Lori. Uh, you know? Yay! <laughs> I'm doing the Nowhere Club. I'm headlining the Nowhere Club. Cool. I'll work on my news on the 6th. So okay. everybody... You know, I'm going to put it on my website. Follow me on Twitter and all the things. Feel free to come and watch me do another set online, but on the nowhere club and they run it right. Those guys, they really do. It's super fun. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's Friday night. And, um, and then, but the thing is, is so I think it's on. Yeah, it is on. So the 13th and 14th, I'm going to, um, Phoenix to do stir crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah, so 13th and 14th, I'm in Stir Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the DNA, the Santa Cruz Comedy Festival is the yeah. twenty the 21st. Ooh. Yeah. But get this, the Wait. last week of August. Go ahead. Oh, where where where's the venue? Because it's I, outdoors. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is weird face that I'm making. Ah, Got to back up. Okay, yeah, it'll be super. It'll be super fun. But on the twenty third, yeah, Santa Cruz, it'll be great. Andy's gonna drive up with me. Um, we're gonna get a hotel that can take the dog. You know, it's it'll be super fun. And so the twenty third, I'm doing the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas. Oh, hey, cool. The twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth in Las Vegas. The twenty sixth. 
Wait, the 20th. So the 27th, rather, I fly to Albany, New York to open for Maria. Oh, will you? Will you please go to the graves of my dead ancestors in Albany? Please. I beg of you. I need <laughs> someone to look around. I please. I, I will do what I can. You will. You have to remind Sounds like me. You'll have plenty of time. You're flying in for one show across country and then leaving the next day. <laughs> Exactly. Should have plenty of time to Google map that and superimpose myself over the front of somebody <laughs> some garage where it looks like winter. Um, so, and then, but then, so th that the last week of August is nuts. And the first week of September is nuts because I'm opening limestone in Bloomington. I'm doing uh, a headline set Thursday in Indiana. Wow. At the attic. Uh, no, at the theater. Oh, okay. The one around the corner over by that uh, farm to table place. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah. oh, was it? Oh, Brandy Posey was so funny last night. She had a farm to table joke. That was hilarious. Oh, anyway, uh, so Will Weldon, also hilarious and dark and sad and made you want to find him a padded room and give him a hug. Anyway, so. Yeah, uh, and then, that's my kind of comedy. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But so I, I fly to Bloomington on Thursday from Bloomington, from Indiana on Friday, I fly to Alameda and oh. I do Alameda the Friday and Saturday. And you're going to have to get up because it's like a two hour drive to the airport. And then you have a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's, yeah. That's old school. That's that, uh, some 2018 stuff right there. Yeah. That's some real, that's some real. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm opening for Maria the following week, but what am I doing? Yeah. I think I'm. Yeah. And then I go to DC in September, but it's like my, my workload it's on the ground running yeah. and, and granted I am vaccinated. I hope everyone who comes to see me is vaccinated. If you are not vaccinated, come to my online show on the sixth on nowhere club. You could hear the jokes. You can be in your house safely mm -hmm. and go get vaccinated. Jesus H Christ, please get vaccinated. Um, right. Um, that's cool. I have, let's see this weekend. I'm, uh, Friday. I'm at the West side for two shows, mm. Santa Monica. That's cool. Right. The beautiful West side. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday I'm doing paper tiger, you know, okay. the comic book right. store. And then Sunday I'm doing Largo, uh, opening for Patoon Oswalt. Oh, um, wow. So that's kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah, um, I have been Both doing I, I, cool stuff. I know. I'm like, wait, that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then thirteenth uh, and fourteenth, when you're in Phoenix, I'll be in Seattle at Laughs. Oh, fun! And okay. my best friend is hanging out up there for other reasons, so we're gonna hang out, and I'm gonna bring my son. It'll be the last weekend before high school starts, right? Wow. So we're gonna walk around Seattle. I guess that'll be his vacation for the year, which mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, but then he's. His, his vacations always include me darting away for five hours to do two shows. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then on La Labor Day weekend, which is the first weekend of September, I'm going to go to New York for that weekend and okay. uh, bang out a bunch of spots and hopefully, you know, restart that, um, that monthly activity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and then, oh, and then the weekend after um, Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. that's like the 26th through the 28th of November. I'm at the Creek. In oh, Austin. nice. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. And then, uh, then, uh, of course, New Year's Eve, I'm in Vermont at the Vermont comedy club in Burlington. 
Uh, when, uh, when are you in Vermont? Uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. So um, aside from September, and then I'm at Flappers in October, I think the week of the 14th, I think. But so, so I have like one anchor headlining week every single month, except for September. Uh, uh, call Lewis, call Lewis. Lewis would, Lewis will book you. Well, I just, yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll hook you up. Don't okay. sweat it. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I always be- feel like. I've always felt like, like before this, if I could do one a month, then mm-hmm. I'm in touch with the part of me that does 45 to an hour mm-hmm. because the rest of the month I'm doing like these little 10 spots and I hate mm-hmm. to go too long without doing a big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be startled on the first show. You know, yeah, you're I mean? not wrong. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I just got to you people, Jackie and Lori fans. You'll notice that Kyle is not here. I have just received a text message from Kyle. Is he coming he, in? He's not coming in unless I say, do you want to come in? Uh, so uh, girlfriend and I were doing a no phones morning. Yeah. You and your relationship. That's beautiful. Very beautiful, Kyle. Yeah. Anyway. That's not how you have a career, Kyle. That's how you have a relationship. <laughs> you got to pick one or the other. <laughs> let's actually make note of this time code <laughs> and take a break. Let's uh, let's take yeah. a break here. Hi, I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free. But my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. Okay. Hey, <laughs> this I, I was so excited when these guys contacted us. You know this because I've been using Wild Alaskan uh, eating their fish for like over a year, at least, you know, right. um, here's the thing. I like, you're supposed to get omega three. This is why I started doing it. Is you're supposed to get all the stuff you get in fish oil and you know, they'll package it and send it, you know, there'll be, uh, there's companies that make fish oil tablets and all this stuff, but it's not, you're supposed to eat it. That's why food was invented. Okay? <laughs> so that you eat it. Yes. Yeah. You should get it in your salmon. And Wild Alaskan sends these amazing cuts of salmon. They're individually wrapped. Uh, I just throw them in the freezer and defrost the night before when I want to cook. Uh, I, I, it's like the one thing I can do that I could do like 10 years ago too, like cooking salmon. Just right. I just brown it in olive oil and lemon pepper and then I grill it and it's so good and it's it's, uh, you know, it's giving you all the nutrients you need to remain mentally healthy uh, for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweeping. Uh, I, en- I enjoyed the haddock. I had some cod. We got cod, we got salmon, and we got uh, haddock. And I've tried each of them 
once. And I am always intimidated by cooking uh, fish, especially the high quality, uh, sustainably sourced, wild caught seafood yeah. uh, that is wild Alaskan. So there is salmon, whitefish, or a combination of both. Each shipment contains individually wrapped portions of delicious wild caught seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. So, you know, do yeah. the, tell them how to get it. I will. And just if you are a recycler like me, the the uh, the stuff that it comes in is compostable. It's like to me, yeah, it's revolutionary. I don't know why everyone isn't doing this. Right. So uh, it's 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 so good. I love it. And I love when I get my my big box of wild Alaskan salmon. Uh, like, I guess I guess get it about every six weeks to a month. It depends. Like you can tweak when you want it. You know, you can look in your freezer and go, wow, I need to go on a binge. So I, can get I love more. you dearly, but this is hilariously long. Okay. I have to say th I'm counting this as us also talking about comedy and wild Alaska. <laughs> right now you can get $15 off your first box. When you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash Jackie Laurie, that's wild Alaskan a company almost said comedy wild alaskan co uh, company.com slash jackie laurie for 15 dollars off your first box so good do it so yeah jackie cation here telling you about some amazing cookware who have i i was psyched when they contacted us about this it's called made in it's quality there's if quality and craftsmanship obviously are important to you uh check out made in Made In is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. So they're made of the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you. They're easy to use. Swear to God. They just, I mean, they, they're not too heavy, but they're sturdy and it's great. They're made to last. They offer a lifetime guarantee. And it, it's one of those, it's, the, the 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 it it distributes the heat evenly, which is so important when you're trying to cook something, and uh, the knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, stayed sharp. So what you should know is that right now, Made In is offering listeners fifteen percent off your first order with promo code Jackie Lori. So this is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. So Lori, I recommend that. Um, that when you, you know, when you start cooking with these things, you, t you, because 15% off is amazing, right? Yeah. So if you go to madeincookware.com slash Jackie Lori and use the pro promo code Jackie Lori for 15% off, you get it off your entire first order. So you can get all the things you could get pots and pans and knives and wine glasses. And, uh, but that's made in cookware, M A D E I N cookware spelled cookware.com slash Jackie Laurie and use the promo code Jackie Laurie. I appreciate not only do they work with renowned chefs, but they work with us. We are, <laughs> we're unrenowned chefs. So uh, this is for all levels. So uh, yeah, made in cookware.com slash Jackie Laurie for 15% off. Let's do the comic of the week. Oh, right. We're at a half hour already. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're, about, we're 25. I would okay. say. Yeah. Uh, our comic of the week. I know she thinks she had a good week because she got new faces at Montreal. Yeah. But this is even more impressive. Right. The, the Jackie and Lori bump. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, she's yeah. comic of the week. Let's hear it for Ariel. Uh, Elias. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Ariel Elias. And it's spelled like Ariel from, from Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. 
don't please don't mention it to her. She does a bit about it. She's covered. Yeah. She's A-R- I-E-L, but it's mm-hmm. underscore comedy. So it's Ariel underscore comedy is her Twitter handle. And uh, super funny, really yep. smart, yep. Uh, just tight, great stage presence. Uh, New York comic, right, you said? Because yeah, I don't, I don't like think it, I've met her. The uh, Kentucky, if we go by her jokes. Which, oh, you right. know, could be lies. I encourage lies, to, uh, jokes to be lies. I don't and think And she writes for the, if there goes Wisconsin or something, where where Wisconsin goes, or I forget what it's called. But she writes for this sort of uh, funny political Wisconsin. Yeah. Mo- mocking my people. That'll I saw your ears and your, your heart perk up when you saw the word Wisconsin associated with that. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so. I was home and my first, essentially what I used to call my last friend from high school. I have (laughs) since reconnected with other people from high school, but the, the steady, the guy I've known since junior high yeah, and we never lost touch. Right. Mm -hmm. He, uh, is, I love him like a brother. I love him. And as you know, I have four brothers. And uh, a couple of them drive me nuts. Yes. So, and right now, my buddy Stefan driving me nuts. He, uh, so we went out for ice cream when I was in Milwaukee visiting my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, he had just, he was a caricature of a guy from South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was like, I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. Is that all right? And Andy and I are like, no. What? <sighs> He's like, well, I don't want to make you guys sick. I was just at a four-day polka festival up in Pulaski, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. With Jackie, thousands of did people. You, did you order this man from Central Casting, or is he actually a friend? <laughs> he literally feels like he's from Central Casting. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you went up to Pulaski without being vaccinated? And he was like, and literally... Right after he had uh, told me that he's noticed a lot more dead trees by cell phone towers for 12 minutes. Oh, I said, what is happening? And uh, and he was like, don't worry so much, Jackie. And I was like, I'm going to worry about the disease that's killed 600,000 people. You worry about the cell phone uh, towers. And I talked to him like an hour later because he was like, are you mad at me? And I'm like. I'm not, I'm worried about you, brother. And, uh, and he goes, well, you know, I had the first shot. So he didn't tell you that? No, until just then. And I was like, wait, which one? I don't know what he was trying to do. He said, I had the Pfizer first shot. And I said, then you're 75% protected. Get the second shot, get the other 20%. And he goes, well, it's probably too late now. And I was like, it is not too late. Just get the shot. And so you, I, I swear what they want is to be yelled at. They love to be, they love to irritate <laughs> us. You know, yeah, men, these men people, they love, or just people. Yes. They, I'm going to call them they's. They, they, these anti-vaxxers or these people that aren't vaccinating, they love to get yelled at so they can call, you know, they can respond. Something about that makes them happy, that interaction. Okay. Or makes right. them feel alive or something. Something's oh happening. God. It's brutal. I was, but I was driven mad and, um, you know, I'm just, I don't want him to get sick. We're a hundred years old, Jesus God. And, uh, you know, he, um, but, uh, he's a good guy in, in other ways, in other ways. I know it's weird because yeah. there are like people like that where you're like, Oh, they are a good guy in other, a good person in other ways. And for right. some it's reason, not like he voted for Trump and I have to write, write him off. Oh, thank uh, God. So he's, he's just, he's just a goof in some ways. And I was like, okay, man, 
You're killing you me. Know, but a lot I of people aren't reading the same things that we're reading. Like they're just not online as much as we are. And, you know, like have the, the COVID uh, list of grim uh, COVID posters that I check like 10 times a day. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I was having a temper tantrum this morning. So I decided right. to talk to Susan Sarandon on Twitter. Ah, this wait, what? <laughs> yes. That'll get, that'll get out some aggressions. It really, all it's gotten is people going, are you okay? Leave her alone. And it was Peter Dow or Peter, whatever his name is. You know oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy, guy is a uh... hit and miss for me, but I've quoted him. Yeah. But uh, I, he was, he was, uh, he was clickbaiting that yeah. uh, Joe Biden has not fixed everything uh, from Reagan times to present time in the last seven months. Right. And I was like, yes. You are correct. In other days, I mean, he's a centrist, you know, he's a centrist. He's had seven months to unshovel, to triage his inbox, right? Mm-hmm. To try to get us to get us back to the shitty world of 2016, much less the shitty world of 1984, which, um, but he, so he's seven months in, you know, he might, he might do more good things. He's done some good things. And what, what can and, you do with those two fucking assholes, Simina and uh, Mansion? You know what I'm saying? That's your that's your margin. That's that's that is your margin. That is your I, margin. Yes, I um. So I I tweeted. Uh, you know the the uh, the Olympic coach that went insane when his swimmer beat Katie Ledecky. So I took uh. a, I took a gif of that. Right. So when it turned it into a gif, and I said, "Me when anti-vaxxers test positive for COVID." You know, and it went a little viral. And then some doctor quote tweeted me, well, I might feel upset when someone doesn't take the vaccine. This is done. We should be better than this, right? And uh, I'm like, I'm like, I hate when people quote, they, they, they're using you to teach their followers a lesson on life. And that really pisses me off. And plus, I, I was like, so you're a doctor. I'm just a comedian. You're a doctor and you're telling people you don't like anti-vaxxers. You're, I don't know that you should be doing that. Like you, you're supposed to be sort of neutral when any patient comes to you, you know, and you're yeah. out here as an, uh, an out MD saying you don't like these people. I don't have to be neutral. Okay. Right. I just kill on a Saturday night. Yep. But I think, but I'm glad that he's, he's at, he's mad at anti-vaxxers. It's like, I, I had to go to the urgent care yesterday for my, my sinus thing. And it took three hours to get someone to see me. And it was crawling Kaiser Permanente in Panorama city, crawling with humanity, hundreds of people. I walked in. So I went in, I got my vitals. I was, I went back outside. I, uh, I got a text saying, uh, you're next go, go to 182 waiting room. So I go to the waiting room. I walk in, it's not full, but it's got a bunch of people in it. And there's a sign that says maximum 12, people for COVID. It probably seats 40. Right. Right. And I go in and I go, I start counting and I, I, and it was like 16 people in there. And so I started counting out loud because that's the <laughs> pissy mood that I'm in. Yes. I'm like two, four, seven. Oh my God. And, and as I hit 16, I, I just backed in out of the room like that, like that meme of Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God, that's awesome. Oh, there's got to be security footage video of that. Jackie, please get it. Please. <laughs> it was dumb. So I was, I was so, I was like, you guys. And so I, you know, of course I've had this sinus and I'm just like, well, I probably have COVID and uh, yeah. I probably have breakthrough, breakthrough the, uh-huh. uh, the vaccine. I do not. Uh, and everyone who was, sir, everyone was super nice, by the way, everyone was very polite. There were a couple of old people who were grumpy, but what I'm always reminded with old people is that they're in constant pain. Yes, they really It doesn't are. have anything to do with, you know, anything. So, um, but I don't know. I just, I want, uh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, we're all just sort of going, we've, we've opened up again. I got sets and clubs. I got road yeah. work and we're doing Here. it because of the, because I'm vaccinated. And like last night, um, like most of the people at Bar Lubitz was were wearing masks when they weren't eating or drinking, when they weren't drinking, essentially. Oh, that's cool. In the audience. And, yeah. um, and then. Um, and, but the sets were great. Brandy Posey, so fucking funny. She is. Will Weldon, super hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the two hosts, both really hilarious. Ben, I'm forgetting their names. God damn it. Pete. Uh, Pete. Yeah. Pete and Pete. Yeah. They were yep. both really funny. Yep. And, um, and it's just nice to see stand up. you know, it's just nice. And everybody's, everybody's kind of talking about the pandemic and quarantine yeah. and, the same stuff, you know, mental health, suicide, everything. Every, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, which is also like this pillow of a room that, that allows you to, you know, jump off and try different things and then jump back to the pillow. Yeah. Like, the the audience, the yeah. audience there is all, they're all industry middle management. <laughs> like they're, they're all actors and, yeah. um, and people who work in the industry, right. Middle management. And so they are an excellent audience, quite honestly, as far as telling for me, my favorite thing about a bar Lubitz audience is that you can tell if something is a little hacky, right? Because they will have heard it. Yeah. They will. Right, right, right. And if they, if they can, if they can, t- if you are telegraphing where that joke is going, they're mm-hmm. like, whatever. And it's it, annoying. It will work in the Midwest. It'll work absolutely everywhere else. It'll yes. work in Phoenix and San Francisco and Gallup everywhere. Cal, you know, it'll work absolutely everywhere. But I will say that, you know, if you aspire to write something that isn't that isn't hacky, like mm-hmm. I did my rapture joke mm-hmm. and they saw it coming. And I was like, well, it's already on the album. So <laughs> you can't shoot something that's already been killed. Uh, uh, but also they may have heard you do it if they're comedy fans and you, you know, have attended true. any shows online. In the last before. three years. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. They might have. Yeah, they might have been at the show before. That's true. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say I am not a hack out loud. No, you're not going to happen. No. Not at all. But any bit that you've been doing for a while starts to feel hacky in your head because you're not excited by it anymore. And you're like, I got this one in the can, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not going to tweak it or anything like that. So, yep, it's true. I am, I am like, uh, so, you know, they're like uh, Abbott, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott is just an 
he's a massive asshole, right? And he he's right. made it illegal for cities to do mask mandates. So, you know, part of me is like, it's that, you know, it's not till late November that I'm in Austin, mm-hmm. but right. they are having a surge right now. And, yes. and their governor won't let them take the precautions they need to stop the surge. So, but it's also, it's also three months from now, you know, or yeah, basically, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, I am vaccinated. And if I can yeah. get a booster, I will, I will lie and cheat and steal to get a booster. Right. Right. I, um, yeah, I would have to say same because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. There's all these clubs that, that I'm also, I'm not doing right now Mm -hmm. that I see other people at. Yeah. I'm literally just a pile of jealousy right now. And I I think I've just spent 16 months alone being at one, being very, very peaceful, being full of acceptance. And right now, uh, acceptance can kind of screw itself because I'm not interested in acceptance for a minute. Again, and you and I too have been doing nonstop shows to stay, uh, to stay in touch, right. To stay good, to not be, uh, not, not so we don't have three months of trying to figure out how to get the mic out of the stand and all that stuff. <laughs> and right. to see all the, like the goodies being given to people. You're like, I never saw you on a single fucking zoom show. I yeah. never saw you. Right. You know, I don't know. It, it, you know, all it, it, is it helpful to to wallow in this? It's not, but it's totally understandable, you know, mm-hmm. for just to be like <sighs> heavy diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Occasionally there is, you know, we are humans. We yep. uh there's there's a certain amount of humanity to this, and there's oh, I know what I wanted to talk about that was more cheerful though. The the olympics which i figured out how to what channel it would be on with my rabbit ears and i've been recording it uh on my old-timey tivo wow that was given to me because they advertised on the dork forest wow that's Mm -hmm. nice did you okay so did you pay attention to the the michael chase stuff the other day wait a minute Okay, is did oh he God. say something about the Olympics or is he just well, being Michael okay. J? He's being Michael J. I mean, he shocking. He he likes to. Uh, that's that's what he likes to do. Okay? The guy wants to be a tool bag. He wants <laughs> to be a freaking tool bag and success, brother. Yeah, right. it works. What, what did what did he do? It worked. So, okay, so he he you know with all the Simone Biles stuff going on, right? There's yes. a million takes on Simone Biles, right? And so. Comedian, I'm sorry, but if no matter who you are, of course, comedians, you can only take so much earnestness on Twitter before the evil part of your brain starts coming <laughs> up with jokes, right? So, of course, I know co- some comics have some Simone Biles jokes, right? Or sure. jokes about the situation, whether they punch, I, I, I hate this term, up or down, who cares? It's what, you know, uh, uh, you and I probably, I remember this. You probably do too. Uh, there, every fucking male headliner had a John Benet Ramsey joke at some point. And oh, this yeah. little girl was murdered. So right. there's all, it's, it's, it's part of a comic brain to take an earnest, heartfelt situation and try to um, get a laugh <laughs> right. out of it. Right. Whether every, it's a, every a good laugh or a, or a fucking oof kind of laugh. Yeah. It's something. Okay. So, yeah. So he kind of posted on Instagram, like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling like I want to do some mo- moan bile jokes, which, 
you know, I, I didn't have that feeling about Simone Biles, but I've had that about other like hot situations where you're like, sure. uh, this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so, so, so people started sending him jokes, I guess, on Instagram and he would retweet them and grade them like a gymnastics coach. So, so, and, and they were the two that he did, or the two that got attention were like oofers, like major, like, oh, right. Yeah. Again, and again, if he, if he had just told them in a comedy club, mm-hmm. it probably would have been fine because. Hey, it's Michael Che. He's famous. I like him. Even if the audience were to groan or boo, he could get them back because we all can get them back after a right. boo. Right. But, and I can't believe comedians haven't learned this since the Ari Shafir, Kobe Bryant situation. <laughs> you cannot put these jokes out on social media because you can't control who's going to see them. And you also, as a comedian, when you're on stage, you can control, like you can get the crowd back. But you can't yeah. do that on social media. Not, not when it's been amplified and spread far and wide and taken yeah. entirely, even even to some extent, taken out of context. Because he's not that famous, right? Where he's they're just like... Enough. If you were at the Comedy Cellar and he came up, you'd be like, oh my God, it's that guy from... Even if you weren't a huge comedy fan, no. you're like, it's the guy from SNL. No, he's but he's, no, he's famous, but he's not as famous as like, like you know, once, once that meme or once that joke makes it, you know, over... It's in England. They don't know who the hell he is. And they're, you know, right, they're just right, like, right, right. who is this jerk? Oh, he's just, you know, whatever. So, I, I, you know, but you can't he, control it. It's, it's what I, exactly. what you said. Yeah. So for him, you know, he's, he seems to get into these situations a lot. So maybe that's his dynamic as a comic, maybe. And I don't know what it's like to be famous, but maybe when you get up on stage and you're famous and the crowd automatically likes you, part of you is like, why, why? Like you don't trust it. So you almost push them away a little bit. I have no idea. And maybe that's not even about <laughs> all. Maybe it's just about all my relationships with men. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so that's kind of a thing he does and he, and whatever, but it's, I, I just like somebody else, she um, tweeted or she sent me a DM of a joke that was really funny. And it's like, I shouldn't tweet this. And I'm like, fuck, no, you shouldn't tweet this. You want to oh, have right, a career, right? right? Yeah. This, no, this is funny. And everyone will misinterpret it as you being like, you know, pro assassination or something. So, right. Uh, right. I concurred, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you comedians, we, this Twitter is not a comedy club. All right. Nope. Instagram is not a comedy club. It's a place where they're going to misinterpret shit and, you know, t- t- save your hot takes, especially when you're ex- really excited about it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the reason you're excited is you probably shouldn't the the social taboo of joking about that thing right now. Right. Right. Well, pay attention to that feeling. Get a little <laughs> chat going of fellow comics who can respect you for writing the joke. That's right. all you really want anyway. Right. You just want you just want kudos for having stuck that landing. Yes. yes. And uh yeah. So not that even any and, and the thing is it cracks me up with him is he went through all this. These aren't even jokes he wrote. He just he just re like he just amplified them. Posted yeah. them. I'm like, if, at least if I'm going to go down on a bad rape joke, it'll be what I wrote. That's how I feel. Like. <laughs> Cause I, I've read a lot of them. Right. Last night, uh, the guy, and I've seen him before. I've met him off and on over the years. His name's Jordan temple. Okay. He went up, he went up, he writes yeah. for, I guess he writes for Miss Maisel. And, um, and he was just, and he, I've seen, 
I remember as soon as like he was in the middle of his set, I was like, Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it's this sloppy, I want to do stand up, but I, um, I mostly just want to make fun of you people for not knowing that I have a writing job. And so oh, are you going to include his, you're going to keep his name in this. He's he can handle it. I mean, what it's not, okay. no, he was, it was, he was funny. I mean, the oh, thing okay. is, is right, cool. that, I mean, exactly. He, he did exactly what you just said. He wait, said wait. horrible things. Okay. And then dug himself out of it. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 He did. Yeah. He said more sh- shitty things and dug himself out of it. It was like, I mean, he opened with a Bill Cosby joke. A pro Bill Cosby joke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's if you a, want to be original, yes. right. Speaking of not being hacky, right. <laughs> he wasn't hacky at all. He was super funny. Oh my God. But it was brutal. It was like, I was sitting there going, what is he? Okay. Well, and then it, what is yeah. he? Oh, okay. And so it was just like, you know, when you're watching somebody and you're, and you're watching it for the technical, right? And you, I, like, I wasn't watching it as an audience member. I was yeah. watching it as a comic and the, yeah. and the technical. So it was kind of fascinating. I mean, part, you know, sometimes you're like working on a bid and you wanted to like change the world. And sometimes <laughs> you just want to be an asshole. And everyone like, he's like, oh, heavens to Betsy. I can't believe someone would make a joke about this. It's been happening since stand-up comedy began. Okay. And, and again, not to repeat it, but. The amount of John Bonnet Ramsey jokes I've sat through in my lifetime, or I'm sure European comics with Madeline McCann or whatever. Like, no, no. It's, it's what, just, they're still doing jokes about that woman who chopped that dick off. Who, who oh, Lorena that? Bobbitt. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and, and I mean, there's still names. <laughs> Right. There's like, there's okay. John Bonet, the John Bonet jokes, the yes. Monica Lewinsky jokes, the, the Bobbitt jokes. They're all dumber than fuck. And they're just like the tra they're tragedies. The nine 11 jokes. Now, the, come on, you know, easy. I got some nine 11 jokes. Jackie. <laughs> we Wait. all have, we, I have a nine 11 joke. You know, you know, there's that, that saying Adams server, I think his last name he's it's talking about Trump, right. And Republicans. And he says, the cruelty is the point. Sometimes in comedy, that's the point too. And you know, if you, most there's a lot of comics that'll have one, you know, a little chunk and then some other chunks that aren't cruel on purpose, you know, yeah, just, just get themselves be, out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I don't know. Sometimes you have to get stand ups are. Yeah. Sometimes you write a joke that is super mean and you're like, this is the hill I'm dying on. And, uh, and you're like this in this 45 minutes. Yeah. No. Is this smart? No. Am I, but is any, anyone who spends 30 years in a nightclub smart? No, we don't make good decisions from day one. And the first open mic, we made a bad decision. So you think we're going to start making good decisions on comedy topics? Exactly. So nuts. Let's take another break. Prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A back-dropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And Hal Lublin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. 
Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. I think we have another 10 minutes. Wow. I, 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 I shot my wad on that rant. Yeah, yeah. On that, on that well, pro I will say bad this. joke I, rant. I, I, I worked... Um, what did I do? I did. Um, so I've watched water polo. It It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. I haven't yeah. seen much because I don't, I, I'd love to see more of it. I, saw the, I saw the water the, polo, by what? the way. What do you do? JP, the JP water polo team. Oh, that's awesome. They start that's, working out on Monday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the I, we I saw we saw the men's water polo, and you're just like, this is like soccer in the water. Yeah. Where they never stop swimming, and they never they're just going the and they they seem to be ten minute quarters. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, they cut know. to a commercial, and then you'd come back, and they would have skipped three minutes because it's like soccer, and 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 they were just good blocks, you yeah. know. Like, uh, no, but they literally are just trying to drown each other and not be caught and then yes! throw balls into a net. And so then we watched the women's and the women's was just as fascinating. And yeah. though, you know, the men have, um, just, you know, they just have greater upper body strength mm-hmm. and just the, how fast that ball was going at those people, like the goalies, you oh were just God. like, Oh, that's brutal. Um, I watched the skateboard thing too. And I've been following the Brazilian kid since she was seven or eight. On oh, Instagram. is she the one that won or is it? The silver. She won the silver. Yeah, there's two 13-year-olds, right? Right. Uh, two Chinese. Uh, no, a, Jap- a Japanese girl Japanese. won it. And oh, I'm a, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Were they two Japanese? Because one was 16, one was 13. They were from the same country. And I think it was either Japan or China. I think and it then was it was the. Okay, and then the yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Japan, and then the uh, the Brazilian kid won the uh, the the silver, and the next, the fourth was the American who was 34 years old. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like comedy at the Olympics, <laughs> and she was amazing. And wow. none of them were wearing pads, and you didn't have to wear helmets if you were over 18. It was oh really dumb. God. Everyone should have to wear helmets. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, but it was super cool. And then I watched Brazil won that's that was the first year for for uh skateboarding being in the Olympics. And I think the I think the half pipes are coming up. And then uh the surfing Brazilian guy, I think, won uh the gold in surfing too. Wow. And cool. uh the Hawa- uh, woman US won women's. She's Hawaiian mm-hmm. and uh, she's American, but of Hawaiian lives on Hawaii, in Hawaii. And I believe mm-hmm. of Hawaiian ancestry, which is kind of neat. Uh, that's very cool. Did you see the, uh, the Tunisian guy that won, I think the men's 400 IM. Nope. And it was, oh, it was such a great race. Cause he was in lane eight mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, in swimming, what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So there's eight lanes. The, the two fastest are in four and five and third. Oh, is that why they're in yellow? Why are they the fastest? Uh, because those are the best places in the pool. They give the fastest the fastest qualifiers the best lanes in the pool. 
right? So you wow. have it, you maybe by like a advantage. of a second, whatever. Right, right, sure. But because as the lanes get further out, you're getting more waves are coming towards your lane. Although these lanes are so, are these pools are designed to be completely placid. So, you know, it, the water's completely still for everybody, right? You just don't want to be swimming through waves. So yeah. lane eight, it's a, the, the term outside smoke is very common in swimming where, Lanes four and five are looking at each other, right? Because they, they're not only are the top, the top qualifiers are assuming this is my only competition kind of, it's just a natural thing. If you're a four or five or six to just look to the left and right very quickly and eight, you can't see eight, eight's way over there. And so he was like, no one saw him like four and five didn't know. Oh, I got to hurry up. Cause eight's like a body length ahead of me. So this guy won and he's from Tunisia that, you know, they don't obviously don't have a massively strong swimming yeah. program. Huge deal. It was huge deal. It was like, you know, those uh, Olympic moments, you're like, ah, oh, this is what, this is what's so cool about it. You know, yeah. Yeah. somebody can do this and you know, the country, you know, people watching at home, they are excited. It's neat. You know? The thing about the Olympics is, is as much as, you know, you're kind of rooting for your team, you're mm-hmm. also psyched at all of the, uh, a physical prowess going on. Yeah. You're just like, right. I don't, I don't care. The, the, like I saw synchronized diving. Yeah. The Chinese were amazing. Oh, you know? Yeah. They have, they've dominated for decades. And, um, the, the fact that the British men's team won was a bit of an upset. And, oh. uh, but it was gorgeous. Everybody was amazing. Even the Polish team was lovely. It was beautiful. <laughs> Even the Polish. Well, no, they were, they were way back in the field too, (laughs) but they were outstanding. I know. Um, Yeah. I watched one of the women's water polo uh, games, China versus the U S and the amount like, okay. So they pull their arms back, right. To throw the ball and the flexibility they have in their shoulder, like their shoulders just go so far back so easily. It's amazing just to look at them setting up a shot, you know? Wow. And uh, what else am I going to say? Oh, the, Katie Ledecky, yeah. uh, she won the 800 meters uh, freestyle, and she apparently she has the top 23 times in history. <laughs> and the number 24 is Erica Sullivan, an American who got second. She got the silver. Okay. And uh, Vulture, she's like a she's out. She's gay, and she's like a. They, Vulture did a really cool interview with her because she's like a total Taylor Swift fan, and she just seems hella normal and cool and funny. And also the second best uh, distance freestyler in the world, you know? Right. Right. Like very like a teenager or something like that. So yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh, I just got another. What? Uh, I, news. I just got another text from Kyle and I'm like, why don't you come in in the 11th, uh, the 11th hour here? Cause I think we're, <laughs> I think we're at an hour. I think we're pretty darn close. People come and see me at the Nowhere Club on Friday. Get tickets at Nowhere.com. Do it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.